0: What does it mean to pray in the spirit? Does it always mean praying in tongues? Or does praying in the spirit exactly mean praying in tongues? Hi, I'm everyone, and you're welcome to Hughes Converse. Welcome to Heroes Convos, and I'm Ridwan, and if you haven't subscribed to any of the channels, please subscribe to the Heroes Convos YouTube channel. There's also the Instagram page, you can like the Instagram page, and let's interact there. You can also follow us on all podcast platforms, that's Heroes Convos on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, whatever platforms actually you use, I think the podcast is actually streaming live there, so you could go there and follow all the activities there. Yeah, yeah. All the basically <laughs> so yeah follow all that share with friends i'd like to actually go the channel if you can so please share with friends and we're going to keep bringing the conversations forward so today i will be talking about praying in the spirit now this is a concept we know especially those us from africa we've heard about this many times praying in the spirit many times rather praying in the spirit and oftentimes when this is said in church when they say okay let's start praying in the spirit the, the, our minds are tuned to thinking it's praying in tongues but the question is does praying in the spirit actually mean praying in tongues is that what the scripture says when paul says praying in the spirit what did he mean and i think this is what we're going to try to look at in this particular session and i'll try to take you uh, through i mean the scriptures and see what it means now the concept of praying in the spirit actually appears uh, three times uh basically in paul's writing so i'm going to be reading First, from Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul first tells them in Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 18. It says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So this is Paul actually talking about praying in the Spirit right here. And he's telling them, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And then initially, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he had already talked about, I will pray with my spirit, and I will pray with my understanding, I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with my understanding. Now, if we're taking this in context, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? Earlier in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Bible says, In the same way the spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans so here we see something about the Spirit helping us in our weaknesses because we do not know what to pray for. So what does it mean to pray in the Spirit when we look at that? Uh, and how do we reconcile this with praying in tongues? Actually, the general belief is around 4 Corinthians 14, where Paul says, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with my understanding. This is where the concept of praying in tongues, just because he had been talking about tongues, Earlier before then. So people, I mean, the general assumption is, oh, when he says I'll pray with the Spirit, I'll pray with my understanding. He's talking about prayer. But he, he's saying I'll pray with the Spirit. It's different from praying in the Spirit. Now, another um, reference to praying in the Spirit, what we hear of in the Bible is in the book of Jude and verse 20. Now, if you check the book of Jude, verse 20. Let us see that together. Jude has only one chapter, by the way. So, <laughs> in case you didn't that. Now, Jude 20 says, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Now, it's always good to actually read the scriptures in context, which is another theme we're going to talk about in another version in another session of Hughes Combo's. Reading the scriptures in context and trying to understand what it means here. So, Jude is saying that when you pray in the Spirit, keep, by, praying in the, by praying in the Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love. Now, nothing here actually insinuates praying in tongues. When he says, praying in the Spirit, keep yourself in God's love. Of course, praying in tongues is not just keeping, I mean, it's not really the requirement for keeping you in God's love. But he says, praying in the Spirit. So, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Now, we understand that when we are born again, we are born into the Spirit. We are born of the Spirit. And so, we are in the Spirit. And so, when the Bible now says in Ephesians, when Paul says, uh, don't be filled with wine, or drunk, don't be drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. We understand that when he says we should be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not necessarily saying that, oh, the Holy Spirit is half empty, and then you're going to take more Spirit and pour it inside of you, no. You're not going to get more of God's Spirit that you already have inside of you. The day you got born again, you got God's Spirit inside of us. We all have God's Spirit inside of us. But the difference is is always how we yield to God's Spirit inside of us. So we all have the Holy Spirit. He's inside of us. He's working in us. However, you'll always see different results in different people's lives based on how much they yield themselves to God's Spirit. When we say yield to God's Spirit, it's basically obeying the Spirit living according to the Spirit, depending on the Spirit for our daily lives. I mean, in Galatians 2, Paul says that the life that I live is not mine. Nevertheless, I live, but Christ is who lives in me. So he says, I am crucified with Christ Jesus. That's what Paul says in Galatians 2, verse 20. So when we say we are being filled with the Spirit, when he says, or when Paul says be filled with the Spirit, he's not necessarily saying, go to God and take a cup of the Spirit and pour from the Spirit that has already reduced in you. The Holy Spirit doesn't reduce in you. Hello? It doesn't reduce in you. So what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? To be filled with the Spirit technically or in context means to allow yourself to be controlled by the Spirit of God. And how do we allow ourselves to be controlled by the Spirit of God? It's not just in hearing. It's not about hearing voices, but it's yielding to God's Word. Following his commandments. I mean, Jesus laid all of these commandments that we have in the New Testament. I mean, all of them actually making the Old Old Testament uh, commandments or covenants actually even clearer to us. So when Jesus gives us these things and he says we should be his disciples. He says things like you have to love one another. He also said things about being humble. Uh, so when you have all these commandments that are actually put together in Christ. And he says, if you are my disciples, you will actually show by obeying. And one of the ways that Jesus says that, "If you truly love me, you will obey my commandments." That's actually the key thing. So the express I mean, the, 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 the ultimate expression of our love for God is not in how much we cry, it's not in how much we sing, but in how much we obey Christ's commandments. So you want to test how much somebody loves Christ, or if Christ was to test how much you love him, it's by His commandments that you actually yield it. So when Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, because oftentimes when you're drunk with alcohol, you see that alcohol oftentimes takes over and your inhibition are freed, and then you start doing things you can't even account for. And then the same way in the spirit says, be filled with the spirit. Let the spirit take control of you. Let the spirit be a fruit in you. Let there be an expression of the spirit in your life. Where it's not about you anymore, it is God's spirit living or expressing himself through you. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. So when somebody is filled with the Spirit, it's not necessarily saying he's praying in tongues all the time, but it means that you're actually seeing full expressions, evidences that this person has truly been with Christ, or this person is actually a disciple of Christ Jesus. So when he not, well, if we understand that being born again means we are in the Spirit, and then the Bible also says that if you are born of the Spirit, if we live by the Spirit, so we should also walk in the Spirit so if we have the spirit we should also walk and live by the spirit so we can't say i've got god's spirit and we're not living according to god's spirit so living in the spirit walking in the spirit necessarily means that we are yielding to the commandments of the spirit one of the primary places where we see god's commandment is his word what is the will of god for us we find it in his word expressly written Somebody says, you don't know what God is saying. Go to his word. He's speaking so loud. So when you go to the Bible, you go to Jesus' words, you read the Bible, I mean, the whole counsel of God, having a full understanding of what scriptures mean, not just speaking verses out of context. We tend to see God's will, God's minds, and it's supposed to shape us. And we behold in the Bible says, as in a glass, and we get changed from glory to glory. We changed into his image so technically living in the spirit or walking in the spirit is not some vague term or mysterious term. it is simply obeying god's commandments or obeying or leaning into his will following god's will doing things according to his will not doing things based on how we want it but based on how he wants it that's ultimate submission and when we are fully submitted to god's will then we are walking in the Spirit. But we will see love flowing through us, gentleness, patience, long suffering, kindness. We see all these things actually flowing out of us. The Bible says in Galatians 5, verse trying to list all the fruit of the Spirit, He says, Against all these there is no law. The Lord has a hold against them. So the truth about it is, that so living in the Spirit or walking in the Spirit is walking according to the will of God. If we have this understanding of walking in the Spirit, the same application applies to praying in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is not as difficult as it seems, or it doesn't necessarily mean praying in tongues. Even though when you pray in tongues, which is a gift of the Spirit, could actually be a way of you praying the will of God, but... Praying in the Spirit does not necessarily mean praying in tongues. It just means praying in accordance with the Spirit or praying with the help of the Spirit. Praying in connection to the Spirit. And how do you pray in accordance with the Spirit? It is praying the will of God. Praying the will of God. When we come to the place of prayer, Prayer is not necessarily a place where we manipulate God or twist the arms of God to fulfill what we want. On the contrary, prayer is that place of communion where we submit our wills and we say, "God, let Your will be done." That's what prayer is about, in essence. It's a place where prayer changes us more than it will change God, because it wouldn't change. We're not going to twist the arm of God. If you're going into prayer where we have this mindset of always going to prayer because of what we want, we become manipulators. We're trying to twist the arm of God and manipulate God into doing something that we want. Most times our selfish desires. And then James will say, you ask and you don't have because you're asking amiss. And even when you actually ask, you are asking with the wrong motives. That's why you're not getting it. You want to satisfy your selfish motives. But in actual sense, when we're Christians as disciples of Jesus, the whole essence of being his disciples is submitting ourselves to him. When it's more about his will, when it's about Christ and not us. And the focus is not us, the focus is him. What does he want? What is his will concerning us? And so when we go into the place of prayer, it's a place of communication, a place of communion where our minds are renewed in accordance with his will. So oftentimes when you get to that place of prayer, the Bible says Romans 8 verse 26, you don't know what you ought to pray for. But when you depend on the spirit and you want to pray the will of God, you allow the spirit to control your prayer life. What would God want in this situation? We know for sure in scriptures that God wants all men to be saved. And so we pray for all men. We lift up our voices for all men. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, Paul says, remember, constantly be alert and pray for all the saints. So we know it is God's will that we should pray for all the saints in Christ Jesus. And when Jesus is talking about the Lord's Prayer, he says about, let your kingdom come and let your will be done as it is in heaven. So it should be done here on earth. So his will is to see that his kingdom comes here. Even though we are going to see his kingdom fully come in the later future, but his kingdom continues to come even right now. We bring his kingdom in everywhere that we stand our grounds as Christians. We let his light shine. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, let your light so shine that the world may see you good us and glorify your Father in heaven. So the whole point of being disciples is submitting our wills. So when we go in the place of prayer, we are going there to find out what is God's will. And so we depend on the Spirit. For we don't know most times. I've ever tried to pray sometimes and you you just, you start praying and you don't even know what to pray for. It's hard to even say things because you're so lost. You don't know what to pray for. And sometimes you just feel, I don't have any prayer request. But Paul says, pray in, the, pray in the Spirit in all occasions. With every kinds of prayer. I mean, so it's it means there's always something to pray for. Maybe the reason you don't have anything to pray for is because you're not actually praying in the Spirit. You're praying with your mind made up about things you want to pray for. You're thinking with your logical mind. But how about changing the way you pray and allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you? Let Him help you in your weakness. Depend on Him to teach you to pray. And so when you get there, and sometimes you get into the place of prayer, as you kneel down and you're saying, Holy Spirit, just have your way, Have you where you you have understanding of his word? You have read his word. You actually know a lot of things that he says in his word. His commandment. You know he wants you to love. He know he wants you to be patient. You know he wants you to forgive. So this answers a lot of questions that might be in your heart concerning issues. And so by the time you get in that place of prayers and you just kneel and say, Holy Spirit, guide me. I just depend on you. Help me to pray. What is your will, O Father? And as you're thanking him and giving him glory, he drops names of people in your heart. He says things like, pray for this person. You just, see, you just hear a name in your mind. Somebody you've never even thought of in a long time. And you start praying for them. You find yourself praying for the saints. All saints that are persecuted all around the world. That's you depending on the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, there are things you never even plan for. And you just, as you're dependent on the Holy Spirit. He's praying through you. To God. And that's the beautiful thing. So when we pray in the Spirit, we are dependent on the Holy Spirit to guide us in prayer, to pray through us, to teach us to pray. We're not praying our wills, we're praying His will. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, it says, and this is our confidence. I think it's 1 John chapter 2, or chapter 2, one of them. It says, this is our confidence that whatsoever we ask according to His will, he hears us. That's the confidence we have in him. And so when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he went there crying. The Bible says his tears were like droplets of blood. He was pain. I mean, he was going through that pain. He was going through that moment as a man. And he says, oh God, if it is your will, let this cup pass over. So he wanted the cup to pass over. As a man, the pain was so much, he knew what he was about to go set himself up for. But I like the way Jesus ended the prayer. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, Jesus submitted his will for the Father's will. He gives us that example for us. I'd say Jesus prayed in the Spirit at that moment. But he is always in the Spirit, because Jesus is the Spirit. So for us, when Paul says, pray in the Spirit... It means depend on the Spirit all the time. Let the Holy Spirit guide your prayer life. Let the Holy Spirit teach you to pray. And when you're praying in the Spirit, you're keeping yourself in God's love. He says keep yourself in God's love. And what does it mean to keep yourself in God's love? It means you're walking in His love. You're walking in His word. The Bible says, when he was speaking to the people of Israel, it says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good and not of evil. It's the same plan he has for us. So, there is no perfect place to be in than in the will of God. So, could I pray in tongues and be praying in the Spirit? Of course. But Paul knows, because he had said it, he said, we all praying in tongues. He knows definitely that not all Christians actually pray in tongues, which is something we'll talk about later on. But, not all Christians pray in tongues, but does that mean that they are not loved of God? No. Does that mean that they are less of Christians? No. So when Paul, who has said in 1 Corinthians that not everyone will pray in tongues, do you think he would now say in Ephesians chapter 6, pray in the Spirit to mean praying in tongues in all occasions? Knowing fully well that not everyone will pray in tongues. So definitely praying in the Spirit was not referring to praying in tongues in what Paul was admonishing, but rather depending on the Spirit. Of course, if I depend on the Spirit, can I pray in tongues? Of course, the Holy Spirit allows that manifestation. It's a gift of the Spirit. And oftentimes, when you're praying in tongues, like Paul says, you're praying, your understanding may not be fruitful, but you are defying yourself. So, which is a good thing to pray in the Spirit, to pray in tongues rather. However, praying in the Spirit does not necessarily always mean praying in tongues. Praying in the Spirit in general means depending on God's Spirit to pray through. So, I hope from this moment, You're going to start praying in the Spirit, depending on the Spirit. Well, I've been able to answer this question for you. If you have more questions, you can just reach out or send an email and we'll clarify this uh, further. So, the basic of this is, praying in the Spirit is praying in accordance with the Spirit, depending on the Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to feed our lives. And when we do this, we continue to walk in His love and we walk in His will. What a perfect and beautiful, joyful place to be in. I hope this has blessed you today and I'm looking forward to having you on further episodes. I mean just join me in. Like, subscribe to the channel, like the Instagram page, subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcast for more uh I mean more episodes that are coming up. I'm glad that you're with me. God bless you so much and I hope that your walk in Christ continues to grow and you experience more of God's love as you live through this present day. God bless you, and I'll see you for the next episode. Ciao!